Welcome to the New England Baseball Journal podcast. I'm your host, Dan Guttenplan. Thanks to our sponsor, Firecracker Sports. For the best tournaments and showcase events in New England, visit firecrackersports.com. Our guest today is Jim Bretz, Northeast and Eastern Canada Scouting Supervisor for the Detroit Tigers. Prior to being with the Tigers, he was a scout for the San Diego Padres and Cleveland Indians. Along with Ray Fagnant and Matt Hyde, Brett serves as a coach for the Northeast Area Code teams as well as a member of the East Coast Pro Showcase staff. He's also a former college baseball coach with stints at Hartford and UNC Charlotte. We're going to talk to Jim Bretz about all of the top prospects for the 2021 MLB Draft. We're going to go school by school with players from Boston College, University of Connecticut, and the team that is making the run through the NCAA tournament, Northeastern. He's also going to weigh in on the depth of the high school draft class with hopefully players like Josh Baez, Dennis Colloran, Frank Mazzucato, and Jackson Lynn. We're looking forward to hearing more from Jim Bretz. For all of our coverage on the 2021 MLB Draft, visit BaseballJournal.com. We'll be doing profiles on each of the top 20 players for the draft leading up to the draft on July 11th through the 13th. Also, if you're a fan of prep baseball, visit BaseballJournal.com to get the all-New England team at the conclusion of the prep season. We have players picked for each position on the field. Finally, if you follow high school baseball in the region, visit BaseballJournal.com to see all of our coverage on state tournaments in all six New England states. Stick around for the interview with Jim Bretz. Thanks for listening to the New England Baseball Journal podcast. Firecracker Sports serves all first-time and experienced coaches that are looking for quality showcase tournaments to promote their players and teams. We offer the most independently operated baseball and softball events in the Northeast region, with qualified staff and college coaches to help you and your players get maximum promotion. Besides events, you can get all your baseball and softball needs with our player profiles, hotels, and even facility sales now. With Firecracker Sports, you can save time, effort, and money by getting all of your event's college resources and customer attention in one place every season. Welcome back to the New England Baseball Journal podcast. Joining us now is Jim Bretz, scouting supervisor for the Detroit Tigers in the Northeast region as well as Eastern Canada. Correct. Jim, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate being uh, Glad to be here. Yeah, well, I'm always fascinated by a scout's job this time of year. I know it's a crazy uh, time of year with the draft only a month away. Um, and we were just kind of talking about some of your plans this week. How do you decide this close to the draft, where you're going to go, and what will this week look like for you? Well, we start out the year with a, a long laundry list of, of names uh, that we've gathered. Uh, usually when you get to, to this, and this year is kind of unusual because the draft has been moved back mm -hmm. uh, an extra month. So, um, you know, you, you feel like you get a, you've got a little bit of a, of a chance uh, to, uh, to work that list even deeper. Which we which which we do, but for some of us with with really large territories, it's it's still you know when you get to this point, it's it's continuing to see the the high profile guys, uh, making sure that you're you're right on them, uh, checking the the what we call the makeup on them, um, learning all the little tidbits about them because uh, if you're spending you know 
in our industry of millions of dollars, you want to make sure that you're sure on those on those early picks. Uh, and then you know, kind of working around those guys. So it's it's go see the the the, the high profile guys, and then work the, uh, the deeper into your list uh, around those guys. So. That's that's I think that's kind of the way we uh, we all uh, in this area of the country and of course in the Northeast you know uh, we're excited because normally what we do is is all jammed into a really short window uh, we've got an extra month to to work it this year and that's unheard of for our territory so yeah uh, you know when you throw in weather and 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 things like that uh, weather's always a factor in the Northeast um, luckily we've had uh, an actually a great year as far as weather's concerned so. Uh, you know, so uh, all the stars have aligned pretty perfectly for us this year uh, in, in a very, tri- what, you know, started out as a trying year. So, uh, but that's kind of the way we work it is see your priority guys now at this point and then just kind of work the other guys uh, around them if you can. And not only is it uh, you have the extra month and you might get to see guys on the Cape a little bit before, uh, before the draft, but 2021 is a stacked one for New England. There's a lot of guys this year that seemed to be, you know, top three to five rounds, where sometimes you only get one or two from New England. For instance, last year we only had two um, in the New England area, and they weren't even playing college ball in New England in, the, in that five-round draft. Uh, what impact does the stack draft, when it's so loaded like this, have on your work? Are you traveling more? Are you seeing more guys? Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we definitely, all of us, uh, as far in the scouting industry, are traveling more. Um, there's a large uh, emphasis on the Northeast this year. Uh, if you just talk to all the bosses of all the clubs, I mean, they've, you know, the, the it seems to be that the Northeast is the best area in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and that's that's coming from the tops all the way down to all our clubs. Is hey, you guys, uh, you know, you guys have got uh, premier players there, um, and I think with the whole, you know, the NCAA granting an extra year, that pushed some of those some of those guys that were would have gone um, that were, were missed in last year's draft because it was only a five round draft last year. Mm-hmm. Now those guys have become a priority. So now your 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 list becomes even deeper. So those yeah. seniors, those really uh, really good uh, premier guys that were juniors last year that couldn't go in the five rounds, they're now premier seniors. Mm-hmm. So you've got a longer list and uh, and a and a better list. Mm-hmm. Um, you throw those college guys in with the with the really really good high school uh, uh, um, areas that we have this year, and it's I mean it's stacked. It's it's really good, and then and yeah, we need the extra month now. Uh, yeah. We we really do up here because our our lists are very good. They're very deep, um, and uh, so it's allowing us. It's given us some time to, to try to get these guys right. Yeah, and you said the Northeast is a hot spot this year. Yeah. Do you think that's the start of a trend, or is this kind of a one-off where it's just you know loaded draft? And like you said, because there was only five rounds last year, there's just more guys here. Well, it, it kind of goes in cycles anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the draft goes in cycles, or, or your, your you know how good your area is, and that happens all over the country. But it just happens this year is one of the best years I've seen since I've been in this thing for 23 years. And this is you know there have been a couple times where we've had. Um, the draft has been stacked like this, but not like this. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is very unique. Um, you know, we've, you know, arguably we've got, uh, you know, 10, 12 high school guys just in the Northeast. Uh, now, my area, can, you know, is also in Canada and Pennsylvania, so I've got those guys there too uh, where there are some top players in the draft. But, uh, I mean, this, this high school crop this year is extremely deep, and there's even a couple of pop-up guys that have, you know, that have all of a sudden made themselves – uh, you know, factors in the draft. Um, the colleges, 
Um, and you'll see some of those guys are playing in the NCAA uh, regionals right now. They were selected yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a chance to see those guys on TV and, and, and see what they're all about. So with those, those, uh, the mix of those guys, those really, really good high school and we've really in the Northeast, honestly, we're kind of known as a, as a high school deep, um, because Northeast guys are late bloomers. They always yeah. are. Yeah. And, um, you know, and by the time that they go to school, the ones that do leave here and go to school wherever, down south or out west, you know, all of a sudden those guys as juniors, and you can look at in this year's draft, depending on the guys down in, down in the, in, in, that are being selected in other parts of the country out of college, they're Northeast guys. Right. So, you know, kudos to the Northeast and, and, and the programs up here, the high school programs for, for uh, you know, uh, creating those those players and and developing those players, they just happen to get into a better situation weather wise where they're able to you know to to develop. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, to answer your question, it'll come around again. We'll have another you know year kind of like this at some point. Uh, this is just a very unique year where everything is just kind of blended together. Yeah, we did our uh, preview for the college season uh, on the BC prospects because those guys at the beginning of the season were uh, looking like they, three or maybe three of them could go in the first five rounds with Sal Frelick, Cody Morissette, Mason Pellio, Joey Walsh had a pretty good season there. Uh, what did you see from those guys this season? Um, yeah, just very disappointing that they did not get into their tournament and didn't get a regional bid. I think everybody uh, uh, across the board is disappointed that they didn't get a chance uh, to, to get in there. Hey, baseball's baseball. You know, you can have all the the the, the polls you want, um, and and all uh, you know, but but it doesn't mean anything until you get on the field and prove it. So, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, they did they didn't get a chance to get in there. Uh, we would all would have loved to have seen all, all those guys, uh, you know, uh, get a chance to play uh, for a ring, but it didn't happen that way. So, um, but uh, you know, Sal Freelick is is a, is a unique uh, player in the fact that he's a legit leadoff guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very hard to find legit leadoff men. Uh, we know he can run. I mean, he's close to an 80 runner on yeah. that 20 to 80 scouting scale. Um, you know, he puts the ball in play. He's got some sneaky power. Um, he plays a great defense, which is only going to get better as he continues to play it. And people don't, people got to remember he came out of high school as a shortstop. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's really has learned on the job at, at BC. Uh, Cody Morissette, uh, a pure bat. The guy can swing it. Uh, it's a really good swing, left-handed swing. He's got some sneaky speed, uh, solid fielder. Um, so, you know, and I don't think that he has even uh, reached his peak yet either. So uh, I think he's, um, you know, he's going to be a, a factor come draft day. Uh, Mason Pelio, unfortunately, had a, you know, had a down year. Right. Uh, but he's still a live arm. Um, you know, we, we know we have a, a, a non-finished product there. Um, so, you know, Joey Walsh, uh, the big burly left-hander, has did a great job coming out of the pen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was actually probably their most consistent pen guy uh, uh, throughout the year. You know, and you, you throw in a guy like Emmett Sheehan, who also threw in, a, in their rotation, um, you know, big fastball, good body and and again again he's just he he is not a finished product so none of these guys are finished products which is a good thing we don't want to draft a finished product right we want we want upside absolutely um and then two teams that are playing in the tournament uh i'll start with uconn they have um pat winkle came off the injury this year and really had a good year a lot of clutch home runs for him ben casparius this was his first year after transferring from north carolina he's a connecticut guy and he was—he had a really good season in the starting rotation. He wasn't really even pitching at, at North Carolina, 
And then you've got guys like Caleb Worcester, uh, Kyler Fedko, and Reggie Crawford, who's not even eligible for this year's draft, but he's going to be a big-time prospect next year. Uh, did you Were you happy with, with what you saw or impressed with the UConn guys this year? Extremely impressed. Um, you know, I mean, you go into – UConn's kind of a funny club because – and I, you know, I live in Connecticut, so I, I'm kind of close to the situation over there. But Jimmy Penders is, just does an outstanding job. I mean, he and his staff, I mean, I mean all those guys over there, they, they get the most out of their players every, every single year, year in and year out. Um, those guys, I mean, it's almost as if they're brainwashed and, and, and in, a, in a good way. Yeah. Um, he gets tough kids. Those kids never stop playing. Um, you Some days you can't tell if they've won or if they've lost after a game because they're the same guy, you know, and, and that's good because professional baseball is like that, you know, where you play a lot. But, I mean – you know, Pat Winkle, good for him coming off the TJ. He had a Tommy John surgery. Uh, as again, that's tough for a catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, he just uh, he continue, He just picked it up. He kind of he started out a little bit slow, but that's expected with a guy coming out of an injury. Mm-hmm. And and then of course the pandemic where they didn't get to play a whole lot last year. But uh, Pat's picked it up and become a, a, a premier bat in the middle. Uh, Kyler Fedko, it's just really amazing what he's done all year, and he did it again in the uh, in the Big East tournament up in Ohio this weekend. Um, he just flat out hits. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you try to figure out how he's doing it, but yeah. but he just does it, and he's a spark plug. And he's, you know, nice. Those guys rally around him, and good good for him. Um, you know, Reggie, like you said, is is next year guy. He's uh, kind of a combination two way guy, left handed bat, uh, power bat, and 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 throws hard. Right. Uh, but we'll talk about him next year. Uh, Benny. Casperius, uh, yeah, he's great for him because he transferred from from uh, North Carolina. Didn't really know what his role was down there. Uh, he was kind of a two way guy and probably playing more infield than he was pitching. Um, but he they never really knew, kind of knew what his role was when he was down there, and and that can be confusing for a player going in day in and day out. Um, he found new life here up here at UConn. Um, Jimmy Penders and the, and the staff and Josh McDonald, his pitching coach, have handled him outstanding. Um, and now he has a focus, and he's been able to focus on just pitching and getting that right. And, hey, he's, he's kind of an unfinished product because there's a lot of upside with him because he's really only – this is only like his second full year of actually pitching, just pitching. Right. So – you know, and 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 he's there. He is there, basically their their leader. I know he throws number two uh, on the rotation. He used to, he he was the, uh, the 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 number one at one point, um, but uh, Austin Peterson, their number one, has has really taken the bull by the horns, and and they that whole staff. I mean, you can you can flip flop them around one, two, three. Doesn't really matter for me. They're all ones. Yeah. So because they just win, right. you know, and that's what you want out of your number one is a chance to win every time he takes the mound. Yeah, and we've been following that terrific run for Northeastern in the uh, CAA tournament. That was great. I mean, just seeing those videos and, you know, they, even the celebration photos of those uh, walk-off or game-tying clutch home runs. Uh, for Northeastern, it's a little different because they've got, they got a lot of depth and a lot of different guys kind of stepping up on given nights. Obviously, Jared uh Dupree or is it Dupree? Well, yeah, I think it's Dupree. Dupree, yeah. he's 21 home runs. That's you know unbelievable for a, a college athlete. They got some really good guys for next year. Um, Sebastian Keen and uh, Schlittler, yeah. uh, who's really good. Uh, but then they had Marjorie last night with the walk-off home run. They've got Brandon Dufault um, coming out of the bullpen, I think. Scott Holzwasser. Uh, Ian, Fe- Ian Fair. They've got a lot of great players. What, uh, what did you think of Northeastern this year? 
it's a fun team to watch because you never know who the hero is going to be that day. Right. And it's a different guy every day, and that's hey, Mike Lavin, that's what he wants. And Mike does a great job with, with his guys. Um, and, you know, the other thing about Northeastern is – uh, they've been bitten by the the transfer bug because they've, they've had a couple guys in the past that were committed that ended up going to bigger schools. Um, you know, if he has those guys, they're even better. But, right. but, but you know, to his present club, hey, kudos to those guys because I've watched them, plenty of them too, and they've got, they've got also, you know, really good upside-type players. Uh, some of the guys you mentioned, they may have one of the best – the best pitching staffs in the Northeast right. uh, because – all those guys are the guys that are that are eligible now are are doing a job. But you've got you know, like you mentioned, Schlitler and, and Sebastian Keen and those guys that are underclassmen. That you know, those are go to guys, and those guys are winning games. Uh, you know, right now and as underclassmen, and they're only going to get better. All they have to do is stay healthy. Uh, the hitters that you mentioned, Dupree is just having a is having a career year. I mean, he he it doesn't seem like you know whatever ball he he likes whatever pitches up there. He doesn't care where it's at, and he's hitting them hard and he's barreling them up. Yeah. Um, Malgieri has had a, a what I consider a down year. I think he would consider it a down year, but he brings other things to the table. Uh, you know, solid defense, things that don't show up in box scores. You know, he does little things that help him win ball games. Uh, Holzwasser, he's just a grinder. Mm-hmm. He's he's that. Uh, you know he's that uh, that little grinder that that you, the pesky guy that you just can't get out and you know he's like that little gnat you can't get rid of him and uh, he plays his role well and uh, so um, that's that's a fun team to watch because they're never out of a ball game they don't believe they're ever out of a ball game um, you know they've got some guys at the back end of the bullpen you mentioned default I mean this guy throws hard yeah um, you know and so he, he you know they've got a chance to win a game in several different ways, which makes them scary in this regional because now it comes down to, you know, being able to win in different in different ways. And uh, and they're a scary bunch. Yeah. Holzwasser, uh, he played in the Newport Collegiate League last year, and I remember we did a story. They were about a month into the season, and he was still hitting like 600 or 650. It was unbelievable. He was on base, you know, every time up. It was He's a good, productive player. Uh, doesn't look like a pro player, but he, you know, seems like he could be productive. Well, the one thing he does is he, first of all, he he's he makes contact. He doesn't strike out very much. He puts the ball in play, and he can run. Yeah. And so there, he's gonna he's gonna out he's gonna leg out some hits, um, you know, and he's and he's got a chance, and 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 he's always looking to advance. He's a fun guy to watch on the base pass because if he's not stealing a base, he'll go from first to third on a on a, a mediocre, you know, ground ball through a hole. I mean, he just does that, and he he pressures the defense. Um, and I think that's the other thing that this club, you're talking about the Northeastern club, they they play off of that. I mean, they that's what they do. You know, Ian Fair, same type of deal. Now, he's had a little bit of a down year this year, as far, as far as I'm concerned, but he's starting to get hot, and that's right. scary for, that, for, for opponents. When he starts getting hot and you've got Dupree hot and Holswasser hot, I mean, look out. I mean, you've got some guys in that lineup that can that can really, really put up some runs. Right. And I know you coached the Area Code Games team last summer, or every summer, as well as the East Coast Pro Showcase. I remember going down and seeing some of those games last year, and the buzz, you know, obviously, Josh Baez, you know, huge prospect. He could be um, an early draft pick. Dennis Colloran was throwing 96, you know, on, on the radar gun last summer. And even um, Jonathan Santucci had a, had some really good performances. Some guys have been late risers. You mentioned the high school uh, guys are really, you know, top end this year. Frank Mazzucato, we have a story up uh, today on baseballjournal.com. 
He's been a huge uh, late riser this year. He's got four no-hitters in a row. Uh, Jackson Lynn in Cambridge, kind of a late riser. Um, he's really come on in the last year. Even Nick Remy at Wichenden uh, School, he's throwing you know low to mid nineties. Um, who are some of these high school guys that just have been you know shooting up the charts here in the last few months? Yeah, I think you you mentioned a lot of them, um, mm-hmm. and it's that's also really fun to watch because. You know, two years ago, nobody knew who Frank Mazzucato was, you right. know, and, and, and it wasn't until he just, um, you know, again, another one of those guys who, who continues to get better every single time out from year to year, from start to start even. Um, and, and you know, Frankie is, is um, he's left-handed, first of all, which is, you know, when you walk out there and you throw left-handed, you're already attractive. Right. Uh, it's a good body. It's a, it's a projectable body. It's going to get bigger. It's going to get stronger. Um, you know, although he's, he's sitting right now anywhere 90 to 93, um, usually sitting around, around the 91, 92 mark, but look, he's going to throw harder. And we, we all think that we all kind of know that, you know, with maturity and with the uh, strength, he'll throw harder, but the, you know, this, the, his, his bread and butter is a signature curveball. It's a downer curveball That's uh, really late. Um, all you got to do is watch the hitters, uh, the deer in the headlights looks from the hitters yep. and you can, and, and the swings on it. And you can tell that, that, uh, it's a special, it's special. Um, you know, it's unfortunate for, for UConn because now the pressure's on UConn cause that's where he's committed to go. And either way, you know, whether he decides to sign or whether he decides to go to UConn, that's a win-win. He, he can't lose. I mean, you know, they'll do a great job with him at UConn if he gets there. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise whatever club he, he gets signed, you know. He signs with if he does sign is going to have a special kid. Uh, talking about some of the other guys that you that you mentioned, um, you know, Remy. Remy's another guy who's coming on. Um, you know, he's he's not a polished product. Um, um, you know, you talked about uh, um, Jackson ja- Lynn. Jackson Lynn, yeah. a, a, a big, thick, bodied, strong hitter. He's a two way guy. Um, He's throwing. He's pitched a little bit. I, I, I'm, right now, I would consider him kind of a thrower. He doesn't. He doesn't really. And that's only because he hasn't had a lot of lot of time on the mound yet. Mm-hmm. But he's strong. Um, you know, he's got some. He's got some power, raw power. And when he squares it up, it does go a long way. Sure. It's just him being a little bit more consistent. Uh, you know, with a, with a swing, trying to repeat a swing and square up more more balls. Um, so yeah, I mean, Miles Langhorn, a kid down in Connecticut, uh, in Southern Connecticut, who, you know, is a is a fireballer. Collarin, same thing. Uh, we had we had those kids, both all of those kids on our area code team last summer. Um, that's where they really started coming. You know, uh, making a name for themselves. Uh, they they threw hard. It was no doubt, and everybody said it when we were out there facing the best amateur high school players in the country. You know, Jimmy, you guys have the best club. You guys have the best club, the best staff, best everything up and down. There's no doubt. So it, it was kind of it was great to, you know, to uh, to hear uh, the kids deserve it. They they do all the work. We just kind of point them in the right direction and tell them you know where to go and what to do and and they and they perform. So uh, it's good for New England baseball. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening to the New England Baseball Journal podcast. We'll be back with more with Jim Bretts after these messages. Firecracker Sports serves all first-time and experienced coaches that are looking for quality showcase tournaments to promote their players and teams. We offer the most independently operated baseball and softball events in the Northeast region with qualified staff and college coaches to help you and your players get maximum promotion. Besides events, you can get all your baseball and softball needs 
with our player profiles, hotels, and even facility sales now. With Firecracker Sports, you can save time, effort, and money by getting all of your event's college resources and customer attention in one place every season. Thanks again for joining us with Jim Bretz. We're talking the 2021 MLB Draft. We're also going to be talking about the area code games because you've been coaching for that uh, for a while. I want to talk about the 2022 guys um, coming in, their incoming seniors this summer. Uh, last year I saw Ivan Arias was mm-hmm. uh, was a big-time player at shortstop, middle infielder in those area code games. He was kind of playing a year up, but you do have some incoming juniors on that team every year. Uh, Levi McAllister was another one who was playing as an incoming junior who are some of the guys that um, we can expect to see back uh, for this year's Area Code Games or East Coast Pro Showcase? I know there's a, a tryout process. Right, there's there's a tryout process, uh, and they'll you know a lot of the, those choices. It's it's kind of funny because a lot of those choices are made rather late, um, and mm-hmm. there are some names out there that we don't even know yet that are going to you know at least be. Uh, either if not on this club on the underclass team mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of it's you know the underclass area code team is kind of a minor league system for our for the area codes um, which is great because it's the same we have the same staff that handles the underclass as handles the the upper class guys um, and and so it provides some consistency and so mm-hmm. those guys coming in know what to expect you know once they make the regular area code team they've come from the underclass they kind of know what to expect out of their their you know their their manager which is Maddie Hyde uh, Maddie with the Yankees uh, also a New England guy lives in in, in Ma- Massachusetts and Ray Fagnett uh, with the Red Sox uh, we've all you know we've all been on this staff for a while and and done this thing for gosh I don't know, 15 16 years so or, or so now um, and I think that that the great thing about it it it, it creates consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, each guy knows their you know what their role is, um, and there's a host of others that are on this staff too. But um, I think um, in talking some of some of the players, yeah, Ivan Arias, um, um, he's uh, you know he's a guy that's a, a really good solid middle infielder. Um, feel like he can play either side of the bag, whether short or second base. Uh, he's just consistent catches every ball he touches um he's a you know contact guy contact hitter um if he just stays within himself and and is and does what he does best uh he will be a productive player he's going to be a good player yeah um but uh but yeah so that's it's he's one that comes to mind um you know as far as the others are concerned we'll kind of wait and see um we got to let the whole thing play out first before we start you know uh highlighting guys i guess yeah no, it's been amazing what's been going on at Dexter. They had Baez, they have Ivan Arias, they have a, a catcher who's a freshman, Conti, yeah. who is also really good. They've they've had a lot of talent there the last few years. What I wanted to ask about: a lot of times you hear parents, and the, you know, we'll do prospects list every once in a while, and we try to get out to see as many as we can, and we'll put together guys to watch, you know, for upcoming drafts or things like that. And parents will send you, "Hey, my kid's hitting 450 in the uh, ISL this year." And you're not really looking for stats, are you, when you're trying to assess prospects? What what types of things do you want to see when you're going out to try to assess a player? Well, you got to remember the area code games are it is put together by scouts. Right. Okay, it, it's it is not a uh, we're not trying to uh, stats like you you mentioned are nice, mm-hmm. but they're not the end all be all. Okay, what we're looking for are complete players. We're looking for tools. We're looking for what's going to play 
higher up the ladder. What's going to play in college baseball? What's going to play in professional baseball? Um, that's that's really uh, what we're what we're trying to to put out on the field because you know in the stands you're going to have with the area code games you're going to have professional scouts. You're going to have hundreds of them. You're going to have, uh, you know, a hundred or so college scouts. Now they're limited, as of course, because of their NCAA rules as far as contacts and as far as how many times they can get out there. But we're trying to find guys that where the tools play up the ladder. It's not so much what you're doing now. Okay, what you're doing now gets you noticed, but what you're going to be doing later is what gets you basically on the team and and and. You know, it shouldn't be about the winning and losing, and it isn't about the winning and losing. However, do we want to win? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, we this is a chance for our guys to show the rest of the country, hey, guess what? We play pretty good baseball in the Northeast, mm-hmm. and uh, so and we've done that. We've done that the past, gosh, you know, six, seven years, whatever. We've gone to every major, you know, the, especially area code games or uh, what the, another event, the East Coast Pro Showcase. Uh, and we've gone out there and won those things, mm-hmm. and we've won them because our kids win them. They they go out there with a not a me first attitude, but with a team first. And hey, you know this is my chance, to, our chance to prove to the rest of the country we we play pretty good baseball in the Northeast. And I think we've raised eyebrows, and and our our bosses all know now. Hey, you better you better scout that area up there because those players up there are pretty good. And so kudos to the players. Um, you know, parents, you, you got to remember, it's not all about your, your son hitting 450. It's, it's is he going to hit, you know, 350 in college or in pro ball? That's mm-hmm. the thing. So that's, we as, we as uh, professional baseball scouts, that's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. The tools, how do they play at a higher level? Right. And, and we know all of the kids, all their parents especially, want them to go to the area code games. They want them to go to the East Coast Pro Showcase. That, that's the best of the best. That's in right. a New England, it might be a half a dozen guys, you right. know, that go and represent. Are there other uh, tournament showcase events that you recommend to parents and say, hey, we want them to go here. They're not quite ready. Is there anywhere else that they can get seen by scouts, college recruiters, anything else you would recommend in New England? Well, in New England, I, you know, you've got to be picky. Um, you know, you want to make sure that, that if you are paying to go to a, to a showcase or to a tournament or something, that it is worth your money. Uh, you got to You got to make sure that the that that organization uh, has your son's best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there are hundreds of cash cows out there. Okay, and you have to be careful. Um, you know if you if you're spending uh, X amount of dollars to 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 throw your son out there and and there's players that you know for a fact are nowhere near the caliber of your son or you know have a really tough time competing. That's probably not the place for you if you're looking to showcase your son in, mm-hmm. in, in up up you know to play higher baseball. Right. Um, I think it's you know it's important for you to uh, to understand where um, you know where the good leagues are, and in order to know where that is, you talk to good baseball people, talk to people in the business, uh, talk to professional baseball scouts, talk to your to college coaches. Uh, they would be able to to point you in the right direction. Um, you know, and I know that that uh, you know. It's, you know, some, some guys have their own opinions as to which leagues are, are better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do too. But uh, uh, the, the, the events I, I mentioned, the area code games, of course, the East Coast Pro Showcase are extremely good events. I mean, those, those, are, those are your best players in the country. Right. Um, and, but you've got to be able to make a team in order to do that. Otherwise, you know, play if you want to go to the perfect game events or any of those, that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just that's, 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 that's totally okay. Um, um, you know, but just play. 
I mean, you, you're not going to get any better just sitting around. So right. just play. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, now, you said uh, something that caught my ear earlier. You were saying when you're looking into guys uh, for scouting purposes and you're thinking about making these large investments in players, you have to do a little uh, behind-the-scenes work to find out what their character is like, what their makeup is like. Who are you asking about that? Who Are you looking, reaching out to coaches, teachers, and what types of questions are you asking? Yeah, it, it, it listen. It's it's sometimes you feel like a private detective at times, and I guess I guess we are. But uh, you know, you've got a. It's like any other business. If you've got a, you know, a, a product you're going to spend a lot of money on, then you're going to know everything and anything that thing can do. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's the same thing in professional baseball. We as scouts, we have to we have to dig deep, and we have to find out. You know, uh, we talk to teachers, we talk to to uh, teammates, we talk to. Uh, opponents that play against you. Hey, well, you know, you, 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 you face this guy, you know, three times this year. What do you think about him? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of those guys have nothing to, to hold back. They'll tell you the truth. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked to priests before mm-hmm. priests and, 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 and preachers and reverends, uh, um, you know, other coaches in the league. Um, we've talked to, to listen, you, you try to, to, to get as much as you can. Um, you know, uh, we try to. We even delve into their listen. The secret, you guys. We even delve into your 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 media, your social <laughs> media. Okay. Yeah. Because um, there are things in there that sometimes aren't very you know becoming of you. And, and if we find those things, you know, you, you have to be just be very careful when you push send. So um, yeah, it's it's an investigative work, and we uh, you know our bosses, our organizations want to know anything and everything about that player or those players when we're selecting them. Because we're, we're investing in the long haul on those guys. Absolutely, yeah. And here's something that's always confused me about the MLB draft. You know, you sit back and you've got guys who are getting drafted from New England, and we're trying to track it all for New England Baseball Journal. And then all of a sudden, you know, a high school guy like, say, Frank, Frank Mazzucato or somebody, you know, he'll, he won't get, go in the first five rounds, but all of a sudden he'll get selected in like the 30th round. And I always wondered, like, why would you bother? Like, he's not going to sign if you draft him in the thirtieth round. Why? Why would you make that pick? Yeah, it, it's listen. The draft is a it's a crazy process. There's no perfect science to it. Um, I mean, we sit back after after the draft is over and go, wait a minute, what? How come this guy here didn't get selected in the top five, but this guy here did? And you know, it it, it everybody's you know somebody's trash is somebody else's treasure. I mean, mm-hmm. you just you just never know. It's not a perfect science. Uh, it, a lot of it comes down to organizational need. Mm-hmm. You know, what do they need? We're all just really, uh, for me, we're just trying to find the best players. You yeah. know, we don't care, you know, what position they play. We don't care. We, if, they, if he's the best player, then we're going to take him. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, there's, I wish I had a perfect answer for that because there's not one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, all we can do as scouts is, is go out and scout them hard, put them on the board, and, and then, you know, our organizations, you know, if they trust us, um, you know, thankfully, some of us that are veterans, they trust us a little bit, you know, might trust us a little bit more. So they, they kind of, they kind of hold our opinion, uh, maybe a little bit higher. Um, I like to think that anyway. Um, but, um, if we feel like we've got the right guys on the board, um, and for me personally, for me, when I put 50 guys on the board, I, I honestly believe those 50 guys can go to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't put guys on the board to, you know, to uh, max out an A ball and get released, and I think pretty much all our scouts think the same way. You know, in, in our in our area up here. So, yeah. 
Um, but uh, yeah, the draft is a crazy thing. It's you know there are, there are big leaguers in the in the twentieth round. I mean, the draft is only twenty rounds this year. Okay, mm-hmm. so there are big leaguers deep in the draft. Mm-hmm. You just got to find them. You got to you got to dig them out, and you got to believe in them. That's yeah. it. And there are even the stories like Mike Piazza. I think was like you know late thirties or fortieth round or something like that. So yeah, even guys. It's too bad that it got cut to twenty because there were some guys that would you know have decent careers who were drafted after that. Um, I did want to ask that you know everybody around here knows a story about Tyler Beatty getting drafted in the first round by the Blue Jays and not signing. Mm-hmm. How do you ensure that you don't? I, I don't want to say waste a pick, but make a pick where you just. I guess it is wasting a pick if you're if you're not getting anything out of that player, especially in the first round. How, how do you ensure that that doesn't happen? Well, that's that's a hard one because you know you 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 don't want to draft a guy high and lose the pick. Right. Um, just you know, you want you've got to be sure going into, especially if you've got a guy high on the board, you have got to be sure. Um, is this guy going to sign if if we draft him? If we're willing to invest three million dollars in a mm-hmm. player, this guy has got to sign. We've got to be sure that he that he will be you know with our organization. If not, and you lose that pick, man, that is that's really a tough one to swallow because uh, right. you only get so many picks. So um, you know, and if you're picking him high, you're you're telling that kid that hey, you're going to be you know you're going to be one of our uh, one of our dudes uh, going you know going into into the future of this franchise and um, but um, you know for Tyler hey it worked out for him i mean right, he turned right. down 3 million dollars he ended up getting six so you know so you know where all of us were kind of going good lord what are you doing son you know we're there's egg on our face now we're <laughs> sitting there oh okay he came to you know he got double so but that's that is a very rare case that's a very rare case you know that's a very special uh, kid uh, what he's done, and he's in the big leagues now. So I mean, but that that's not going to happen a lot. So, but right. you just got to be, you just got to be, you got to do your homework, and you got to keep, you know, you got to be darn sure that that kid, if you're going to take him early, that he is he's signable. Right, absolutely. Well, Jim, I know this is the busiest time of year, so I really appreciate you taking the time to come in and kind of enlighten us on this draft process. Thanks so much for joining the New England Baseball Journal podcast. My pleasure, Dan. Thanks again to Jim Bretz for coming in and doing an interview in studio to talk about the 2021 MLB draft. As he was saying, this is a stacked draft for New England with so many top players at all three levels, the college prep and high school level. He talked about some of the top guys on all of the programs in New England, BC, UConn, Northeastern, and the high school players like Josh Baez, Dennis Collar, and Frank Mazzucato, and Jackson Lynn. It's always interesting and informative when we get the perspective of a Major League Baseball scout. Jim's been doing it for as long as anyone, and it was also interesting to hear him talk about the Area Code Games East Coast Pro Showcase and talk about which events parents and players should be targeting this summer as they lay out their plans to get recruited. If you want to interact with us on the podcast, you can reach out to me directly by email at dguttonplan at baseballjournal.com. You can also feel free to fire off any questions to us on Twitter. That's any underscore baseball. Our next guest is someone we're really looking forward to hearing from. It's Yankees pitching coach Matt Blake. Matt started his career 
As a player at Holy Cross, he went on to work in sales for two years before deciding he wanted to dedicate his career to baseball. He started as a coach at Lincoln Sudbury, worked at Cressy Sports Performance, and has since worked in the Cleveland Indians player development system before becoming the Yankees head coach. We can't wait to hear from Matt. If you have any questions and would like to reach out, again, email me, Dan Guttenplan, at dguttenplan at baseballjournal.com or reach out by Twitter, NE underscore baseball. Thanks again for listening to the New England Baseball Journal podcast. We'll see you next time.